Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Welcome to DC. What's going on, DMV? You know who it is. Youngest in charge movement, Linnell Willingham. Here with you live and local on the Team 980 and always streaming live nationally on the free Odyssey app. Ride with me for the next three hours on this Tuesday edition of the Burgundy and Gold Today. Doc and Scott out today, so it was just me and you for the next three hours. And boy, do we have plenty to discuss. I'll give you guys the chance to give me an apology later on in the show. Eminem, you know what I'm talking about. Happy New Year to you, my brother. I mean, this is the anger that you all are filled with right now. This is how I felt on Thursday, December the 22nd, before we played San Francisco and had to listen to you all call in and talk about how I'm being a shock jock and how I'm overreacting and how the season still has life. I said it then. And I'll say it now. The 2022 Washington Commanders are dead. It's over with. And the beautiful part about this is, I don't even want to call it beautiful. It's disgusting. Let's, let's, let's call a spade a spade, right? Sunday at about 3.45 p.m. Eastern time, the final nail in the Commander's coffin was hammered. At home, With the Hogs and Joe Jackson Gibbs in attendance, it was one of the worst total team performances I've seen since I started following this team. Gloves are off at this point. There's nothing to sugarcoat anymore. We want honesty. Not only from our media members here locally, from the coaches. And we'll hear from head coach Ron Rivera. He spoke to the media yesterday and had some damning quotes. I mean, it was the most transparent, I had ever heard Ron Rivera since he's taken over here. And what was so ironic about yesterday, it was the the three-year anniversary of him being hired here and him having his introductory press conference, the happy Thanksgiving moment. That was three years ago yesterday. And coming off of Sunday, one of the worst total performances that I've seen since covering this group, and notice I was very particular with the word choice. It was a total team loss. I know everyone's got their panties in a wad about quarterback, and we can't, 
Stop drooling over the quarterback position, and that's all we want to talk about. The hell with quarterback. It would not have mattered who was under center on Sunday. That game would not have been won. So let's cut the crap with that and stop wasting time. Let's get to the real and the beef of the information, the stuff that matters. The sad part about this was I saw this coming after the loss to the Giants at home on Sunday Night Football. Everything to play for. Season on the line, so to speak. Controlling your own destiny. The opportunity to punch your ticket to the postseason. And have your second playoff appearance in three seasons. It was all trending in the right direction. But since that Giants game, and really since the first Giants game, this team has been on a downward spiral. And while it hasn't been all bad, wins and losses is all I really care about. Right? You're 0-3-1 in your last four games. You were once again for the second straight year winless in the month of December. In a game that you begged everyone to come out to, talking about that Giants loss at home, because that's where it really started for me, Sunday Night Football, a game that you begged everyone to come out to. You came out as flat as a damn flapjack. It was pathetic then. It's pathetic now. This has been one of the worst end-of-season collapses I've ever witnessed. This team was 7-5 and five a month ago. Talking about potential playoff matchups and who we'd rather face. What a joke. And what's even more despicable about the whole thing is this is the second time in as many seasons that we've seen this team just completely melt down the stretch. Like a damn popsicle in the Sahara Desert. Just completely melted. Two years in a row we've had to deal with this. Just completely self-imploding. Over the last two seasons, the Washington Commanders are 0-7 in weeks 14 through 17 of the NFL regular season. We want to start talking big picture and start peeking toward the offseason? That's a huge red flag for this coaching staff. That's a huge red flag for the decision makers in Washington. Last year, the team put some blame on COVID. This year... We're using injuries as an excuse, as if other teams across the damn National Football League don't deal with it. I'm tired of the excuse-making. That's what I'm fed up and frustrated with. And the thing that sucks the most about all of this, does it feel like, does it feel like there's any avenue for this to get better? Or are we once again stuck in the middle? Tell me. I want to know. I need honest feedback. I'm tired of being looked at as the angry guy. I'm scorn. Right? I've done this song and dance with this football team before. Hell, I just told you it happened last year. They are the boy who cried wolf. Every time it feels like this group is getting ready to turn a corner here, they fall flat on their face. But honestly, like that's, that's what we've come to expect from this team since Ron Rivera's taken over. So for the second straight year, We've seen this team flame out at season's end. And like I said, the difficult thing to stomach about their end-of-year collapse this time around is that we don't have a clear-cut solution as to how to make things better. Because of the situation with ownership, it's extremely unlikely that we see any type of changes. 
I know damn well Ron Rivera's not going anywhere. Pretty sure Martin Mayhew and Marty Herney aren't going anywhere. So how do we fix it? I'm done with all the social media posturing. I'm done with all the irrelevant conversations. Fix it. That's it. That's that's what everyone in this town cares about. No one gives a rat's you-know-what about Major Tutty. No one cares about the, the, the rebrand. No one cares about any of that crap. People want to see a winning product week in and week out. Is it that hard? Is that too much to ask for? But see, don't kill the messenger because guess what? I told you this was coming. Did I not? Did I not say this moment was coming? December 22nd, 2022, we buried the Washington Commanders right here on these very airwaves. And I was met with laughter and pushback. I'm a shock jock. Pie in your face. Pie in your face and pie in the face of this delusional fan base. Are, you, are your eyes open yet? Have you come out of the fog that you've been in? Can we wake up and get on the same page here? How do we fix it? That's all I can concern myself with at the moment. I want solutions. And I know a lot of the future of this franchise is in the fate and hands of Daniel Snyder because of the impending sale of this football team. It couldn't happen soon enough. I mean, I don't even know if you know this. Could you make a could you guess if Daniel and Tanya were in attendance on Sunday when Major Tutty's unveiled? Joe Jackson Gibbs in attendance, the Hogs being honored. You think they were there? No idea. Never show them on TV if they are. Well, I got a report saying that they were not there. They were not in attendance Sunday. And arguably the biggest game of the damn season, your owners have checked out. They don't care. So for all of us hoping and praying that some type of coaching switch is happening, good luck. And it's not an indictment on you as a fan for wanting and hoping that. If this was a normal professional NFL outfit, heads would have rolled on Monday. Hell, I don't even think the staff would have made it to Monday. That's how bad this has been. And it's not just about 2022. That's what I don't want to fall upon deaf ears. It's not just about this year. It's about the entire body of work since this regime has taken over. That's why I'm frustrated. That's why I'm bitter. Yeah, I am. I'm bitter, I'm mad, I'm angry, and I'm ticked off. Because all summer long, I had to listen to Double R, Ron Burgundy, Riverboat Ron, puff his chest out and tell us how year three was supposed to be the year this team got over the hump. About how year three in Carolina was when things turned. Well, newsflash, Ron Burgundy, I don't know if you haven't noticed it yet, I don't know if it took you 17 damn weeks to notice. This isn't Carolina. Stop referencing the past. Live in the now. Because right now, this football team is staring its third straight seven-win season smack in the face. And yesterday, we had to sit up there and listen to Ron Rivera talking about we're playing to win. Were you playing to win on Sunday? Starting Carson Wentz, that was your plan to win? But you know what? I've, I've already compartmentalized what happened. I'm okay now. 
My concern is what happens moving forward. How do we fix this? What's the solution? Because like I said, with because of the ownership situation, the sweeping changes that I know we all probably understand and realize that this organization needs, that probably isn't going to happen. And you know what? That might be a good thing within itself. Because the one silver lining about the 2022 season with the Washington Commanders, we finally found out that Daniel Snyder and company are on their way out. So no matter how bad the product is on the football field, no matter how let down we feel about what the hell's going on here the past month and how we're winless for the second straight year in the month of December, forget all of that. I know it's tough to do, but forget about it. We're in the here and now. This team could have complete new ownership by March, April. Things are going to start moving fast once they start happening. But until then, until then, the guy who signed the five-year contract in 2020, he's got some splaining to do, so to speak, right? And yesterday, to his credit, was the most transparent, open, and honest that I've ever seen head coach Ron Rivera since he's taken over this franchise. There was some real tough questions asked. Shout out to the entire Commander's Beat. Pete Haley, Nikki Javala, Matt Paris, Ben Standig. All just high-quality journalism. They're doing their jobs. So the pompous, arrogant, entitled attitude that Riverboat carries himself with, that's got to go. That's got to go. It's not fair to the guys asking the questions. And I wish, I wish I wasn't busy at 1.30 yesterday because I would have joined and I would have asked some of the same difficult, tough questions. And to the credit of Ron Rivera, I thought he handled himself beautifully yesterday. It wasn't the arrogant version. It wasn't the pompous version. He didn't have his chest poked out. He fully, I think, after 17 weeks, finally understands, hey, look, this, uh, this ain't going too well. We're in purgatory right now. We are stuck in the middle. This is where no NFL franchise across the league wants to be. And the sickening, gut-wrenching thing about us is we've lived in it for the past 17-plus years. We've embodied mediocrity. That's who we are. And unless they're able to make some type of sweeping change offensively, we're going to stick there. This is the difference between the Washington Commanders and the rest of the winning franchises in the NFL. In the NFL, I feel like there's five, four or five things that you must have in order to be a successful professional NFL outfit. You got to have a damn good head coach. You got to have competent ownership. You must have competent general managers, and talent evaluators. And damn it, you must have a quarterback. Right now, as we sit here on January the 3rd, 2023, how many of those key ingredients do the Washington Commanders have right now on this roster? How many? Every good team has a quarterback, competent general manager, strong-minded ownership, and a damn good head coach. How many of those elements do you think we have right now, Eminem? Zero. Zero. It's a damn tough place to be.
And that's why I feel as if, like, how do we get out of it? We know the ownership situation eventually is going to change. This is, this is what I want. If anyone's listening out there and wants to make me happy for the year 2023, this is all I want for this franchise. Do it the right way. Because I know change is coming. Change is on the horizon. Whether or not it's this offseason or, or whether or not it happens during the season next year, change is on the horizon. So I'm glad they flamed out again. Because guess what? The excuses run out. This is a results-driven business. And the results for the last three years are not cutting it. You can't tell me that when Ron Rivera has to go meet with ownership at season's end, what does he tell him? Why is the future of this team bright? Why should we be optimistic about this bunch moving forward? Now, I'm no idiot, right? I understand that defensively, this group is littered with talent. I understand that offensively, they've got one of the best skill position groups in the entirety of the National Football League. I get that. But it's all for nothing if you can't solve the game's most important position. That's where I'm at with it. Can we get quarterback right? I don't care about anything else. You can trade John Allen. You can trade Terry McLaurin. You trade Deron Payne. If it means getting me that quarterback here that I've coveted for years, then I'm all for it. Because that's the missing ingredient here. That's the piece that gets this group over the hump. And sometimes if your quarterback is good enough and you get one of the greats, you can overcome bad coaching. You can overcome a lack of talent amongst your personnel. You can overcome bad ownership. But you got to figure out quarterback first. Like I said, though, Ron Rivera spoke to the D.C. media yesterday, and it was one of the most transparent, open, and honest conversations he's ever had with the media. We'll take a deeper dive into that as the show rolls on. Pete Haley, NBC Sports Washington Commanders Insider, he's set to join us at about 1, 1.15. Uh, and we'll take a deep dive into what happened on Sunday, and we'll really try to rip the Band-Aid off and look ahead and see what's next for the Washington Commanders. At 2 o'clock, Mark Schofield, national NFL writer uh, from Touchdown Wire, set to join us. We'll take a big picture look at the NFL, and he'll give us his thoughts on what the commanders should do moving forward. When we come back, though, Ron Rivera spoke to the D.C. media yesterday. We'll go through some of those cuts, and we'll react. It's me and you, Linnell Willingham, youngest in charge movement, here with you on the Burgundy and Gold today. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink... What you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing. However you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launcher Online Shop stage 
to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did-we-just-hit-a-million-orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow, whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits. Shopify helps you sell everywhere, from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout, 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash Podcast, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash odyssey podcast. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Team 980 always streaming live nationally on the free Odyssey app. Burgundy and Gold today. Nuggets in charge movement. Linnell Willingham taking you up to 3 o'clock before we dish the rock. To the Hoffman Show. Speaking of the Hoffman Show, uh, Craig Hoffman, also the co-host of Odyssey's Take Command podcast with former Redskins tight end Logan Paulson. We'll play a little bit of that audio for you later on in the show as well. Logan had some very interesting thoughts on as what Washington should do at the quarterback position uh, come Sunday in the season finale against the Dallas Cowboys. Right now, though, I want to continue to further our conversation about head coach Ron Rivera because that is... That's really where I'm at right now because yesterday, like I mentioned, his media availability was one of the most honest, transparent things I've ever sat and witnessed. Honestly, it was very, it was a very stark contrast from the Ron Rivera that we've gotten uh, since he's taken over here in Washington. He was transparent, open, honest, and admitted fault in some areas. And I think that that's what I'm most impressed with with Ron Rivera, his, his ability to admit fault and mistake. Because guess what? It's a hard job to do. Not a lot of people can sit up there in front of a bunch of media members and say, hey, look, it's on me. He's got to wear it. And that's the one thing about Ron Rivera. He's not ducking it and hiding it. He's taking accountability and trying to wear it. One of his most interesting quotes from yesterday, uh, he was asked by Pete Haley of NBC Sports Washington what he's most proud of about his three years here in D.C. Take a listen. Well, I think some of the things that we've done defensively, I think that's, you know, that's a big step in the right direction, more so than anything else. Um, I think we've got a good core, good nucleus of young players uh, surrounded by um, some, some uh, you know, a uh, few veteran guys that, that can help lead us going forward. Uh, that's what I look at, Pete, is, is I, I think we've got that. I mean, you look at our skill positions, um, you know, I think wide receiver and, 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 and running back are, are two really good skill positions for us right now with some young players that, that are, you know, going to just get better with time. Um, I, I think, 
defensively, we know what the defensive line's about. I, I think those guys have really kind of come together and 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 have really bought into the way Jack and uh, and and the defensive staff use them. Um, I think we found our 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 through the middle guys in terms of our safeties. Um, I think Jamin's come along well. Uh, if we can get Cole back out healthy, I think that that group can be a good tandem of, of, of linebackers and DBs. So I think we're training in the right direction. As I said, though, I think it is really about the young nucleus of, of players that we have. A lot of homegrown guys are here. And, um, you know, to, to be able to handle and deal with it, that's probably the biggest thing that, um, you know, I, I'm looking forward to is, is the development and growth of that group. Ron Rivera makes some interesting points there when, when talking about the things he's most proud of. Uh, since he's taken over in his three years here in our nation's capital. He mentioned the young nucleus that this football team uh, currently has. I think that's a valid point. I really do. Looking at a guy like a Cameron Curl, Derek Forrest, Sam Cosme, Antonio Gibson, Chase Young, Benjamin St. Juiced, Jamin Davis, Jahan Dotson, Brian Robinson, Cole Turner. I mean, I just rattled off some of the guys that he's picked. Those are guys that have played significant snaps for this football team this year. So while it hasn't all been pretty for Ron Rivera, the GM, I think his track record when drafting hasn't been horrible, right? There's something to hang your hat on with that. My frustration is what has it turned into, right? How many wins has it translated to? You're staring your third straight seven-win season smack in the face. So from a win-loss standpoint, I think it's going to be really difficult for him to sit down in front of Dan and Tanya and say, hey, look, I've got this thing pointed in the right direction. The one thing, like I said, he can hang his hat on is the draft. But then there's an asterisk next to that because guess what? If you really want to take an in-depth look at some of these draft classes by head coach Ron Rivera, let's really call a spade a spade. 2020. In the NFL draft, Washington has the second overall pick. Chase Young was was the guy that they went with. But when you look at all of the one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight selections in that draft, when you look at the eight selections in that draft, there's a caveat with it. Because guess what? The current director of, well, let me get his official title correct. Kyle Smith. I know you all, my diehard Washington football fans are, hip to who Kyle Smith is, the football executive that was once here. And he is now the vice president of player personnel for the Atlanta Falcons. The 2020 draft board was set by Kyle Smith. So if we're being honest and transparent, does Ron Rivera get any credit for the picks in the 2020 draft because you're using someone else's board? Here's some of the picks that are part of this nucleus from the 2020 draft. Your seventh-round pick in Cameron Curl. Your third-round pick in Antonio Gibson. And your second overall pick in Chase Young. Three guys here that are key contributors on this football team right now. But is Ron Rivera really responsible for them coming here? Chase Young, for example. Anyone with a functioning brain that didn't have a need at the quarterback position probably would have said, hey, look, I'm going to go with Chase Young the clear-cut, slam-dunk, best defensive prospect in the 2020 class. But now in hindsight, when you look back at it, clearly you should have went with the quarterback, right? What did I say earlier? The key components of successful NFL franchises, quarterback, 
head coach, strong ownership, and a strong uh, front office. Talking about management and pro personnel guys. Washington had an opportunity to upgrade their quarterback position. Ron Rivera, and this is the problem with us. We don't do, we don't ever do things the right way. It's always we're like we're reverse engineering or we're walking backwards, so to speak. The best teams in the league, Eminem. They come in, they have a general manager that hires a head coach that picks a quarterback. When's the last time you can remember anybody, any team, any regime here in Washington moving with that state of mind, with that track record? Since we've been alive, I mean, maybe (laughs) RG3, maybe. Maybe, but then there's, you hear all the rumors and pushback about that. They didn't want Robert Griffin III. That was forced on them. By Dan Dan the Sailor Man. They wanted Kirk Cousins. That's why they picked Kirk Cousins in the third round. It just goes to speak to the overall issues that have existed within this franchise the entirety of the 2000s. And I know this is supposed to be around Ron Rivera, but the thing that really, when you really pull the curtain back and look at it at face value for what it is, there has been one constant, one one constant in the last 20 years of misery that this franchise has had to deal with. And his name is Daniel Snyder. So while, yes, it's very easy to gang up on Ron Rivera and talk about the poor decisions that he's made and talk about how we aren't happy with the three straight seven-win seasons, all that's fine and dandy. But at the end of the day, who put Ron Rivera in position? Daniel Snyder. Who enabled Ron Rivera to have complete autonomy of this roster? Daniel Snyder. So when Ron Rivera sits up there and talks about what he's proud of about his first three years here, of course he's going to go to player personnel guys. Of course he's going to talk about the nucleus, so to speak, that he's helped create. A lot of fluff talk in that audio. Because guess what? You talk about the defensive line? Uh, Montez Sweat, you inherited. Deron Payne, you inherited. John Allen, you inherited. What was your doing on that defense? What are some of the key parts that he's responsible of, responsible for in building that defense? We can look to last year, Jamin Davis. Jamin Davis is going to turn into a nice player, but in hindsight, the Jamin Davis pick last year was a complete reach. Does that look good for Ron Rivera? No. No, it doesn't. I'm ready to pull up the draft order here. From 2021, when the Washington Commanders selected Jamin Davis 19th overall. Look at some guys that went after Jamin Davis at positions of need for the Washington Commanders. Oh, the current Minnesota Vikings starting left tackle, Christian Derisaw. Somebody that's going to be their premier left tackle for the next 10 plus years. He went after Jamin Davis. How about Greg Newsom, the second? The corner from Northwestern, who's currently with the Cleveland Browns. He was out there on Sunday making plays. He also went after Jamin Davis. Tyson Campbell from Georgia on the Jacksonville Jaguars. He also went after Jamin Davis. I'm just talking about guys at position of need. And corner heading into last year's draft was clearly a position of need. Offensive line was clearly a position of need. Hell, even linebacker was a position of need. Pete Warner, Ohio State. 
He's had a pretty damn good career since being drafted by the New Orleans Saints in the second round, where Jamin Davis, quite frankly, should have been drafted. So we want to talk about what you're proud of, Ron Rivera. I don't think it's fair all the way to talk about who you've drafted and who you've brought in. So I was just talking to my big-eared buddy down the hall and try to get some confirmation and clarity on this topic at hand. The head coach doesn't even really pick the players. It's about the pro scouts and the college scouts. Those are the guys that are responsible for making those decisions. So if we really look at it at face value, what has Ron Rivera done since he's gotten here? It's for you guys. 301-230-0980. What has Ron Rivera done since he's gotten here to Washington? Yesterday when he spoke to the local media and he was asked what he was most proud of, he talked about the draft class. He talked about the nucleus and the core of young guys that he's brought in here. Well, I'm calling BS on that because everyone knows Ron Rivera probably the most hands-off guy from an X's and O standpoint in that building. He's more of a CEO than he is a head coach. You think he was the one sitting down crunching the film, picking players? He can't even keep his damn arms unfolded. And you think he was grinding tape? You can miss me with all of that. That's why yesterday was so, so telling to me. Because he really believes what he's saying. He really thinks that the job he's done here in three seasons is good enough. He talked about the culture that he changed. I'm so sick and tired of people talking about this damn culture. Can we get a winning culture? The hell with all the other stuff. Just win. Who cares? Who cares about some of the other stuff that's going on in the locker room? Guys not liking each other. I want to win. Been on winning teams before. Not everybody going to like each other. It's a National Football League. You ain't going to like every teammate. You're not going to be best friends with every one of your teammates. But guess what? There's a respect level that's there, of course. And that definitely exists in that commander's locker room. And it's not like it's a situation in D.C. where the guys in the locker room don't like each other. I hope that's not how I'm being received right now. They love each other. It's one of the most tight-knit locker rooms probably in the entire National Football League. How much does the head coach get credit for that? I don't know. Look, I'll say this. Ron Rivera deserves a ton of credit for fighting through cancer in 2020 amidst COVID, leading a group of men he's never met before. That takes skill. That takes a leader of men. And that's what he is. He's a leader of men. But when we talk about X's and O's and personnel moves and decision-making, what has Ron Rivera really done since he's gotten here? Well, he brought Carson Wentz here. Huh. Right. I have the same reaction that you have. Ron Rivera, the GM, we always felt like was going to get Ron Rivera, the head coach, in trouble. As we sit here on January the 3rd, 2023, that's where we're at right now. I want to open up the phones on this. 301-230-0980 is the number here on the Burgundy and Gold today. You can tweet at me as well, at N-E-L-L underscore BTP. If you're a caller out there, If you can, help me out here. I'm trying to get to the bottom of it. 
You heard the audio that we played earlier. Ron Rivera spoke with the D.C. media yesterday and told us exactly what he was most proud about in his three years here in D.C. The question is, what should he be proud about during his first three years here in Washington? Like I said, they're facing, they're staring their third straight seven-win season smack in the face. Does Ron Rivera have anything to be proud about since he's taken over here in Washington? Your call's next. Team 980 always streaming live nationally on the free Odyssey app. Youngest in Charge movement. Linnell Willingham here with you on this Tuesday edition of the Burgundy in Gold today. Held the funeral last week. Was it last week or two weeks ago? December 22nd, 2022. On these very airwaves, I buried the 2022 Washington Commanders. I put a fork in them. Good is gone. Done. Deceased. No more. Now, guess what? It's January 3rd, 2023. And on Sunday at about 3.45 Eastern Time, the final nail in the proverbial commander's coffin was banged in. And now with one game remaining, the Washington Commanders, for the third straight season, are staring a seven-win season smack in the face. Let's hear the audio again. Yesterday, head coach Ron Rivera, speaking to the D.C. media, it was one of the most transparent, open, honest conversations I've ever seen Riverboat have here. Here's Ron Rivera when asked what he's most proud about during his three years here in D.C. Well, I think some of the things that we've done defensively, uh, I think that's, you know, that's a big step in the right direction, more so than anything else. Um, I think we've got a good core, good nucleus of young players uh, surrounded by um, some, some uh, you know, a uh, few veteran guys that, that can help lead us going forward. Uh, that's what I look at, Pete, is, is I, I think we've got that. I mean, you look at our skill positions. Um, you know, I think wide receiver and 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 running back are, are two really good skill positions for us right now with some young players that, that are, you know, going to just get better with time. Um, I, I think uh, defensively, we know what the defensive line's about. I, I think those guys have really kind of come together and, and, and have really bought into the way Jack and uh, – and, and the defensive staff use them. Um, I think we found our, our, our through the middle guys in terms of our safeties. Um, I think Jamin's come along well. Uh, if we can get Cole back out healthy, I think that, that group can be a good tandem of, of, of linebackers and DBs. So I think we're training in the right direction. As I said, though, I think it is really about the young nucleus of, of players that we have. A lot of homegrown guys are here. And, um, you know, to, to be able to handle and deal with it, that's probably the biggest thing that, um, you know, I, I'm looking forward to is, is the development and growth of that group. You're going into year four, Ron. At what point do you stop developing, guys, and start winning? That answer was good last year. That answer was good before you decided to puff your chest out and tell everybody year three was it and that you were a quarterback away from getting over the hump. It worked then. It doesn't work now those comments that discussion holds no water because guess what a lot of the talent on this football team you inherited so for you to feel like for you to feel like you're singularly responsible for what's happened it goes along with what we've been saying about Ron Rivera clueless arrogant 
pompous. But it's not his fault. I understand he's a man at the end of the day. You think he wants to sit up there and be peppered with questions after another loss? You think that's what Ron wants? Is to sit there and be peppered with questions? Hell no. I know he wants to win just as bad as anybody else in that organization. But like I continue to say, it's not Ron's fault, people. This is a headless snake, a captainless ship. Until Daniel Snyder sells this football team, we can expect a lot of the same, whether it's Ron Rivera or another coaching staff. Until the ownership changes, we won't see this franchise return back to its glory days. I said it in the last segment. Most of the good NFL franchises are constructed the exact same way. Very simple formula. You have a competent owner who then hires a competent GM. That GM then hires a competent head coach. And then that competent GM and competent head coach, they bang their two heads together and they find a competent quarterback. That's how you do it. You can't recreate the wheel. And it feels like for the last 20 years, that is what the Washington Commanders have attempted to do. Recreate the wheel. From Vinny Serrato to Bruce Allen to Scott McLuhan. They must get the proper executives in place before this team is going to move in the right direction. And the beautiful thing about it is, numbers never, ever lie. Ever. You can skew them and work them which way to make it in your favor. But let's be honest. We hired a C to B coach. Or really, if we're being honest, a D to C coach. Ron Rivera made us relevant. Kept us afloat. Very respected throughout the National Football League. But let's be honest about not just Ron the GM, but Ron the coach. Ron the coach ain't worth a damn either. He's been in the league For 12 seasons, he's finished over 500 as a head coach three times. In 12 years, he's only finished over 500 three times? Yes, Linnell. Yes. You see what I'm saying? Is this falling upon deaf ears? Do we understand what the true problem is? Because it felt like, it felt like once again, this BS, meritless, Middle of the season win streak got us all drinking the Kool-Aid again. And yes, I was right on board. I thought this team was going to make the postseason. I really did. I really did. But when we would have discussions about quarterback and whether or not Chase should come back and all of that, I said it's cool to make the postseason, but make it for what? Are we going to beat anyone in the playoff game? Are we going to go on a Super Bowl run? No. Because we're missing the, the league's most key ingredient. And for three straight years, this team has failed to properly address that position. I want to go to the phones on this. 301-230-0980 is the number here on the Burgundy and Gold. Today, you could tweet at me as well, at N-E-L-L underscore BTP. Ron Rivera yesterday spoke to the D.C. media and told us what he was most proud about during his three years here in D.C. For you, what are you most proud of? of Ron Rivera in his three years here in D.C. Let's hit the phone. Let's go to Ron in Washington on the Odyssey app. What's going on, buddy? 
Hey, how's it going? How's it going? Hey, uh, one of the things I, that I look at as far as with Ron Rivera is I just believe he has too much on his plate. I mean, here he is, a coach, you know, a general manager and a vice president, you know, for, you know, for football operations. And you look at some of the decisions that were made, uh, like, you know, let's go back to Carson Wentz as far as, you know, the trade for Carson Wentz. Uh, Philly got rid of him and sent him to Indianapolis. And then Indianapolis was going to get rid of him. And we paid a high price to pick him up when he was going to be cut by Indianapolis. And I think, uh, what was it? Was it a 28? We inherited a $28 million yep. contract and we gave up draft picks last year. We're going to give up a draft pick this year. And, you know, obviously Carson Wentz does not work out. And then, what does that do? Well, with the twenty-eight million going against the cap, then you've got like who's who is like one of our best def, uh, defensive players playing on the field that was that is yet to be signed. Well, that's Deron Payne. Yeah, and it's and it's like, all right, that money, you know, we should be you know signing some of our our key guys that we need because you got other NFL teams that are salivating waiting for free agency to happen so that they can, you know, well, they can get like a Duran Payne. And then, uh, Ron, I'll say the, this the other though. Th- I'll say this. Cause I want to, the, the question I'm trying to ask here is what are you proud of that Ron Rivera has done since he's been here? You mentioned them not signing Duran Payne. Well, shouldn't Ron oh, Rivera no, get no, credit? No, no, no. Shouldn't listen. Shouldn't Ron Rivera get credit for inking John Allen and Terry McLaurin, the long-term deals two building blocks of this franchise. Yes. Yes. I believe, yes, he should. Uh, but, as, you know, but he needs, you know, like Deron Payne's playing at an all-star level, too. He is. And you, he is, and but you, you can't need... sign everybody. And I appreciate the call, Ron. Look, Ron Rivera, the GM, is always was always going to have a conflict of interest with Ron Rivera, the head coach. I listed some of the moves that Ron Rivera has made from a personnel standpoint as far as drafting guys. But I do think he deserves some credit for inking Terry McLaurin to a long-term deal, for inking Jonathan Allen to a long-term deal. Those are two building blocks of this franchise. Although he's not responsible for drafting them, it says something about the way he's leading that those two guys were comfortable to sign here long-term. I want to hear from you guys, though. 301-230-0980 is the number. What are you most proud of Ron Rivera for during his three years here in D.C.? We'll continue to take your calls next. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. 